Keep it locked right here. You're in the field with Trackstar Sports. Hey, yo, what's up? It's your girl, Erica Mason, a.k.a. Miss Pretty and Radical, and you are in the field with Trackstar Sports. Let's get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what up, RG? We in the field with the track stars. Shout out God. Shout out my mom. Shout out DJ Jeremiah. Shout out Shaw. Shout out everybody. We in here. Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports, and I am here with Grand Canyon University forward Keontae Vernon. I am so happy to be interviewing you, man, and getting a chance to hear your story and talk about, you know, guess, talk about your future and where you're headed, man. Um, before we kind of get into everything, you know, there's so much going on with Keontae, but before we get into all the stuff, man, I want to know what kind of kicked you off in basketball, man? What, what was the start for you in basketball? Uh... So it was probably about um, eighth grade. Um, I was on a travel team back back home in uh, California called the the Aztecs, um, and we went to to Vegas to a a little tournament, a national tournament. And we we actually won, and I was like kind of the MVP kind of thing. And it was like I thought to myself, I could really make something out of this. And um, my coach at the time, uh, Myron Epps, he was the he had played at. Um, San Diego State, so he kind of you know me helped me out and got me through the process and helped me with workouts and stuff, and then went on from there. It was full go from there. Man, if anybody gets a chance to watch your highlight video, I mean, just you know, just for a second, right? The first thing they're going to recognize from the first two seconds of the video is that you have incredible hops. Like it's not even a game <laughs> or a joke. So, yeah. man, where did the hops come from, man? I've, honestly, I think it just it might run in the family because uh, my entire family <laughs> is just freakishly athletic. Um, from oldest brother to the youngest sister, like everything, family like the history going back. My family is just ridiculously athletic, and obviously, it doesn't doesn't mean anything if I'm not putting in the time and the in the in the work to continue to get better on that. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just something that I, I value in my game, so I continue to work on it. Are you practicing these alley oops? This is just like something that just comes supernatural. You're not practicing them. Nobody's throwing you the ball most of the time. Or this is just like well, something that comes natural in the game. Well, sometimes it's like okay, um, we'll coach Molly will say, "Yo, let's start. Let's start with a lob." And so that day we shoot around. We'll run the the first play. We'll we'll run it maybe once or twice, and um, we'll go from there. But I I never really said, "Okay, let's in my workouts. Let's just focus on you know what I mean." catching lives and stuff like that. But I've always been a natural um, catching guy because I uh, played football. So it, was, it came natural to me. Ah, okay. So that was some football influence. Um, did you – why did you choose basketball over football? That was that was probably the, one of the hardest decisions in my life growing up. Um, but it was just – I thought I figured um, it was just the right way to go, <laughs> uh, honestly. Um it, it, it drew my heart from from day one, and and when I got to high school, when I started, when I was in high school, it, it just 
I couldn't get away from it no matter what. I um I continued to play football throughout high school and and um I got I played my freshman year and I played my sophomore year. Got hurt the first um play of the game, not first play of the game, but first game of the uh, year. Um and my perspective on football just completely changed. I didn't want to continue to go through injury, injury and then in high school not even be able to play basketball because I'm I've got hurt before basketball season because of football. So um, it was just more so I wanted to, you know what I mean? I loved it, honestly, and it was just more so not trying to get hurt for basketball. So I just might as well continue to go out full full speed. What position were you playing? Um, I played a lot of positions, honestly. Um, growing up throughout my entire life, I played running back, quarterback. Um, I even kicked, I even I played receiver, defensive end. I long snapped for a while. Like I literally, any position you say, I – you name it, I've I've done it. <laughs> wow, wow, that's chess piece status right there, man. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome, man. So you you attended Grand Canyon University. When you look up Grand Canyon University, anybody who does, they'll see that the school has a very unique purpose and a very unique mission. How, what made you choose GCU? That's a a crazy story. <laughs> Coming out of high school, my mom always wanted me to go to a, a Christian university. Um, and I was obviously skeptical about it because I wanted to go to, to uh, a school that was, you know I mean, more basketball orientated. Um, so out of high school, I went to the University of Wyoming and registered there, and then I transferred to a junior college, and then um, at, which was College of Southern Idaho. And while I was there, the first school to recruit me was Grand Canyon and uh, – Coach T.J. Benson was, like I said, on me from day one um, and never gave up on me. And um, even when I got hurt, the lag towards the, the end of the season, um, I lost all my other offers. Uh, Grand Canyon was the only one that stayed with me, which I'm a big relationship guy. And um, mm. so so me and Coach uh, Benson had that relationship, and it was hard to, to turn away from that. And obviously – prayed about it and like I said Christian University and God led me in the right direction and in my eyes it worked out for the better of my my career man did you know I know so we're with track stars sports man I'm definitely affiliated with track stars and and track stars is is, you know mostly about Christian hip-hop and music and and one of the things that really got me real quick was there's a promotional video for GCU by Lecrae and, and the Reese family yeah, Bill Cray, yeah. KB. Did you hear? Did you know about this? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah, man. I didn't know that they they you know kind of supported the school like that. Um, but the school is is really huge. It's big. It looks beautiful, man. Um, what what was your experience like while there? Oh, you gotta you if you haven't seen it before, you gotta go. Uh, videos will not do it justice at all. Wow. Um, not even for the for the game environment, the on campus environment, anything. It's it's I can't even put it into words to be completely honest. It's, it's remarkable. It's um, nothing that I've ever seen before. Um, I've been to a lot of different college campuses, um, and GCU by far blows it out any campus off the map. You know what I mean? Like from from the people who are there to the staff to um, different events, different, um, like I said, games. It's, a, it's just ridiculous. Like you see that they say GCU is the, the biggest uh, college basketball party in college basketball and that is absolutely true um you can ask any anybody who's who's been there to play there but um i wouldn't like i said i wouldn't have chose a different path at all um 
GCU was was it was a great fit. It is a great fit for for myself, um, and I'm sure it's a great fit for any other uh, student athlete out there. Man, so coming into that environment in this super big party like atmosphere for for a basketball game, and your very first start, right? You're you're yeah. replacing somebody at that point. Your very first start, um, I think it's Grady Glaze, right? That's who you, you're yeah. replacing. You come in first start, you double double. Right against yeah. um, Delaware State, fifteen points, ten rebounds. Man, tell tell yeah. us about that night. Uh, Coach Marley just told me to go in there and and play the game that I love, do what I do. And uh, when when you have a coach like him who who's giving you free range, you know what I mean. Um, the sky is the limit. You don't you don't hesitate. You don't you don't second guess yourself. Anything, and you know what I mean. Like I said, I have teammates as well who who are telling me. Do this. Go. Go play your heart out. Don't worry about nothing. We're gonna get this win. Just play your game, and we we need you. We, you know what I mean. So it's so much easier to play the game of basketball when you have people who are in your corner who want you to do great, want you to succeed. And um, so like I said, it, it's easy to, to to go out and play the game I love when you have the love and support that I did. Man, so. You kicked it off doing well. You come in, you're a big contributor. Um, you know, you added the muscle. You know what I mean? That's basically kind yeah, of yeah. what I saw. You added the muscle. You were the muscle of the team. Um, tell me about last season as a senior. You got this first year of eligibility to get you into the tournament, right? You're, you're yeah, I yeah. guess, one game before where you're playing against Utah Valley. Tell us about that game, man. You were pivotal in that game. Tell us about that that game. Um. The game against Utah Valley, it was we we split one and one with them. Uh, we both won each game at, at home um, during the regular or during conference uh, season or whatever. Um, and it was just I knew that it was like everyone knows in March is is win or go home, and that is the last thing that I want to do. I'm a, I'm a winner. I want to win. I, I you know what I mean. I need to win, and I'm a huge competitor. Um, and like I said, I played we played them twice already before, so I knew what the game plan was against us and against how to guard me and what the, you know what I mean? So I knew um, what to, what to look for on both ends of the floor. And um, like I said, once again, my teammates gave me the ball in the right spots at the right times and um, God helped me do the rest. Um, I, there's nothing much really I can say about that. Honestly, um, it was just right time. Yeah, right time. Right time, right place. Hey, exactly. It was a pivotal game, man. It was a pivotal game. Yeah. So you leave from there. You're you're one game away, right? So yeah. people don't. People may not fully know how you know what the reputation of GCU is. But man, according to um, Devon Mitchell, you guys are one of the toughest outs. You one of the oh, toughest yeah. teams to play against, man. Do you remember that game against Devon Mitchell? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, it was it was. It was crazy, <laughs> um, and you can even like like you see him. He said it, and uh, Coach Patino said it. It was uh, it was it was ridiculous. Um, the the atmosphere was standing room only. You know, what I mean, everybody's yelling, every possession, every. It was no time off. It was literally in your face the whole time. It was it was great, um, and to to play against uh, uh, NBA potential rookie of the year. Um, was great. You know what I mean? He didn't get to play a lot because he um, <clears throat> had, was cramping or whatever. But the, even the year before that, 
we played against him, and he, he's a really good player. But it was a great, great environment and a great game. Man, so now you guys, your your coach is Thunder Dan. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and people were hearing it from the stands, right? Thunder Dan, Thunder Dan. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, man, how was it? How was it like playing for him? It's it was great, honestly. Um, he's a competitor, and, and that was what drew me to him and him to me. You know what I mean? Um, and and he knows literally all the ins and outs about the game. Every nook and cranny. You if you're listening to him and and you want to learn the game, he he definitely is the right guy. Um, and he's gonna make sure that he finds a way to get the best out of you and nothing but the best. And he's not going to settle for anything less. Um, I love Coach Mario to death, but me and him been in some battles <laughs> over the three years. Uh, <laughs> going, We go back and forth, back and forth. But the thing with him, like I said, our relationship was so great. We would go back and forth at practice, back and forth in the game. But no matter what, he always knew where I was coming from and he always knew where he was coming from. So we had, we had that great relationship to where as soon as that, argument or scuffle or yell happened we were back to we need to win this game like not worried about what happened in the past so he's a great guy he he definitely was a person that was he is a person that can and will get the best out of you at some point do you feel like under his leadership your game improved oh yeah oh yeah tons it, drastically um uh even though <laughs> I, I when i came in I wasn't a, a very good shooter. Um, he he told me what how to how to be a good shooter, what to do, and and um, how to get to that. I'm strong enough to get to the rim anytime I want and quick enough. So he 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 told me like every little thing that I needed to do to improve on that. And I believe that I've gotten a lot better since I got to GCU, and it's only up from here. Man, he's. He, you know, you, you talked about you guys going back and forth. You talk about, um, you know, your relationship being great. He's also the the guy who gave you permission to do the thing that you did on that senior night, man. Uh-huh. Talk to us about the epic proposal night, yo. I I saw people kind of watching the thing go down, and they they were almost like fake fainting everywhere. Screams were going yeah. all over the city. Man, tell us about that. It was it was absolutely ridiculous. Um. Uh, I went into him. Um, I knew for 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 months and months that I wanted to propose to my fiance, my girlfriend, fiance now. But months ago, and I'm the whole time. Every time I talk to him, I'm like man, I need I need to I need to ask him. I need to talk to him. See what see what his head is. What, what is he gonna say? You know what I mean? And so when I did, it finally was the week of, um, and it was maybe two days before or day before. And it was the complete opposite reaction that I thought I was gonna get. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be like, "Are you? What's what's wrong? Why? What? Are, it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Start asking a whole bunch of questions." Yeah. But he literally was full smile from ear to ear, and just extremely happy for me. And uh, it caught me off guard, but it was a huge sign of relief. And so after that, it just it, you know what I mean. Like, and you seen the video? It was. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I I blacked out when I when I got down on the knee. I, I honestly don't don't remember anything other than from what I've seen in the video. I I don't even remember asking the question. <laughs> I just remember her saying yeah and, and putting me putting the ring on her finger. 
and I almost dropped the ring. If you look closely in the video, I'm shaking and stuff. It was it was ridiculous. It was it was it was the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life. Man, I know. Seriously, when I when I did see it, I could tell right that for one, you kind of want a mic. I wanted a mic to be closer to you so I can hear what you were saying during that time because it was insane in there. Like everybody was screaming yeah. and yelling, and I couldn't re- I couldn't hear anything that you were saying. Yeah, but I could tell yeah. it was going well for you. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the craziest part about it was, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even ask a question. I didn't even say anything. But as we're walking over, I'm asking, I'm telling Coach Marley, I need a mic. I need a mic so I can talk. And if I would have got the mic, I would have probably looked crazy because got it. I, like I said, I blacked out. I wouldn't even said anything. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't get the mic. Man, that's 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 awesome. I, I heard the announcer saying, "We'll take that as a yes." I was like, <laughs> "I said, it looked like yeah, it looked like she said yeah." That that is awesome, yeah. man. That is awesome. So after after that that whole event took place, man, what were you hearing um, from people who were at the event? What did people talk to you about after that? Everybody was just saying congratulations, and um, my teammates, all my teammates knew so. Um, they already, you know what I mean? They, they, you saw, uh, Kerwin's reaction, like my whole team's reaction, it was ridiculous. But, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, friends and, and fans and family, y'all, congratulations and, and happy for me because they know what she means to me and what she means to my family. Um, and then it was on, um, Arizona, like it was on a lot of news channels. It was, it was crazy. Even Coach Molly went on a Dan Patrick show and talked about it. It was it was ridiculous. It, it went nationwide. Yeah, it was on USA Today. A lot of yeah. people covered it. How did yeah. that feel, man? It's like all of a sudden, right? You you make one bold move. Let me say this: bold move, by the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> a very brave move. <laughs> so you make a very brave move like that, and then it goes viral. Everybody's talking about it, man. I know people were calling you relatives and stuff like that. Oh yeah. What, what was it that was, like, man? It was it was absolutely crazy because it was that the whole week after it happened i'm trying to focus on the whack tournament because that was the last game so i'm trying to focus and all i keep getting is phone call phone call text text i'm like lord and people sending me sending me the link to to usa today sending me the link to i'm like yo like relax (laughs) i know i proposed but for me it was just it was just it was just happy i was just happy to see my fiance so happy you know what i mean and and getting the recognition that she deserves for being such so great to me and for me. So um, it, it, it was all worth it. Man, that, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so glad you had that experience. Doc. Now we, you have to turn around from that and focus on basketball, right? You have to mm-hmm. turn around from all this kind of stuff and focus on the WAC tournament. So yeah. let me ask you this, man. Talk about the competition in the WAC. How is that? Like what is the, the competition and what does that feel like in the WAC conference? Um, it was actually really good. Um, a lot of people underestimate or um, don't give the WAC enough credit. Um, the WAC conference is actually really good. You see Utah Valley winning, beating BYU and stuff like that, which BYU is a top two, top three um, in the WCC. You see uh, New Mexico State beating Miami, who was ranked six. You see us giving everybody a run for the money, Boise State, Louisville, everybody, you know what I mean? So, our our conference is definitely underrated, um, and I think it's only going to get better. Um, as you can see, you know what I mean. Like other than New Mexico State, everybody is is working to, to continue to get better, and 
so they can beat New Mexico State. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just it's just like I said, it's just um, everybody is is undervalued. So hopefully one day um, they can like I said they can continue to get better and uh, get some more recognition, some more some more uh, acknowledgement. Man, I I think you guys have the right coach to do it, right? I think you're, oh, you're yeah. under the right leadership. I think you have the right school environment, right? I mean, the nation, once they really get a chance to see what's going on at GCU, they're going to really, really adopt that. They have no oh, clue, yeah. right, how much they're going to love that experience once you guys get um, to the national stage. So exactly. that, that's the school in this prospects, man. You have something really big, cool coming up. The NBA draft is coming up. Have you been preparing for that? What's that process like? Oh, of course. I all I'll do is work out. <laughs> you know what I mean. So that's work out, eating right, um, both in the gym, on, on the court, and in the weight room to continue to get better and 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 focus on getting the NBA workout. Focus on, like I said, continue to get better and, and being in front of um, NBA team, in front of NBA GMs and stuff. So. Hopefully, um, when draft day comes, I can hear my name. If not, it's it's back to work like I always am. You know what I mean. So I'm used to being the underdog and and not knowing what's going on and 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 continue to work regardless of the circumstances or the situation. So it, it'll it'll be nothing new to me to even if I don't hear my name called, I'm still gonna be in the weight room. I'm gonna be in the gym getting shots up and working on my craft. So. It's just, it's just a it's just a a big process right now. Just trying to process it all. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. When 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 scouts or when people look at your game, who do they generally compare it to? Um, the most people I've heard is, is uh, PJ Tucker and um, Draymond Green. Obviously, I gotta I gotta work on my my jump shot a lot more, extending my range out to the NBA three, um, which I I believe that I've gotten a lot better over the last month or so. Um, but yeah, those are the those are the main two simply because I I love playing defense and I'm, I'm a defensive minded person first and I believe that PJ Tucker and Jeremiah Green think the same way and they're always okay. I can give up this shot for a better shot and I, I think I, I resemble them as well. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that in your game. I can see that in your strength. I can see that. That's that's a very very good comparison. What are you yeah. hearing from NBA scouts right now? Where about your prospects? I think the big, like I said, the biggest thing was to in, in, increase my range and move out to the NBA range. Um, and for me myself, I think it's just um, that and working on my handle, which is being able to. Because I think nowadays the league is going a lot smaller. Um, it's going to be more guard orientated or, or people who can handle the ball, who can shoot, and stuff like that. So um, I think just adjusting to that is um, the best thing for me. And like I said, they they've honestly been telling me the, the same thing. So have you heard anything about your possible landing spot in the draft? Nope, nothing at all. But like I said, that's that's part of the process. You never know. One day you can hear something, the next day you don't, or it can go back and forth, back and forth. You'll never know until that day. Well, look, man, we are definitely excited for you. I'll I, I say this. Your game, if people get a chance to see it, right, if they see it, I can see it going to NBA court without a problem. I know I said that yeah. even when, you know, when I first contacted you. I can see yeah. really, really big things in your future, man, because I watch, you watch the P.J. Tuckers, you see the Draymond Greens, you see how much 
actually, if you look at this last um, this last series in the NBA, you look at a guy like uh, Andre Guadalla, and you see how much his defense was missed during that exactly. tournament. Right? You saw yeah. how much his defensive presence was missed. And, and I can see a guy like that. I, that's another th- person I thought about when I see your game. I see the yeah. same type of thing, right? And so um, you see how much that matters to an NBA team. So I see really, really big things in your future, bro. So, I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Man, tell us one last thing. How can we support you as you get ready for the draft? What can we do um, as, as fans, people here at the Track Stars Universe, man? Um, and, you know, we love to pray for people. We love to, to, you know, think about send hope and shout out and stuff like that. What can we do to support you on your journey? I think just that's really, you know what I mean, like tweeting stuff out and um, just just getting getting my my me my face out there in front of people, you know what I mean, my, my highlights in front of people. And, um, like, I have a fan page who, who talk to people, who message people and stuff like that, but it only it only goes so far, you know what I mean? So I need other people with a bigger platform than just myself or my my agent or um, my fan page to be able to reach out to people and, 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 like I said, put my face and my game out there so everybody knows. Um, and that's pretty much it. Well, we'll be doing that for you, Doc. We'll, we'll actually, we'll post this interview and let people know, man, that you're out there. Um, I mean, the world should know at least a little bit because of the, the proposal. So they at least know exactly, the name. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they at least know the name. Well, brother, yeah. um, it's been an absolute pleasure getting a chance to talk to you, Doc. Uh, we will be talking to you again as we go through this process, man, and we'll definitely be praying for you on this side and, um, you know, definitely sending, you know, support your way. Okay, definitely. And I do want to say, um, if there's anything that you can do, because uh, it's not just for me, but my brother recently was killed by police police brutality. Um, and I just want to get his story out there, which his name is John Tell Readham. Um, I use the hashtag justice for John Tell, And we haven't really got any national attention of it because of the uh, Stefan Clark stuff and other stuff. But I need to, I'm trying to bring more awareness to that. You know what I mean? Other than, myself i'd rather do that than promote me man tell us tell us what happened um it was back in Tulare, california a few uh was it march 12th he, he passed away yeah um he uh in Tulare, california it's a small it's a very small town it's where we grew up um everybody knows my family everybody knows him um he was mentally ill he had schizophrenia um and even, like I said, everybody knows him. Everybody knows my family. So um, when he uh, supposedly they said, the cops said that he had gotten into a fight with a bus driver, but my brother is known to leave everybody alone. He's very to himself. He he doesn't, he, he hates confrontation, but if a confrontation comes to him, of course he's going to defend himself. Um, so he got in a little, a little tussle with the cop who, who ran up on him out of nowhere. Um, and as you, my brother's trying to run away from him. Like he's not even, my brother doesn't, like I said, doesn't like confrontation. Um, and there's a video as well. I can send to you. Um, he, the cop then, if you watch closely, throws the first punch at my brother, which in that case is self-defense. Regardless, I understand it's a police officer, but that's self-defense. There's no reason for you to punch somebody if they're not hurting you, harming you. Um, and then they tried to tase him, which the taser missed, so the cop dropped the taser. Um, another cop ran up as as my brother and, and 
or the copper fighting or whatever. And uh, he tries to pepper spray my brother. Pepper spray blows back into the cop's face and doesn't even get my brother. Um, so that cop is, is mad. And then that cop proceeds to pull out his gun, I'm assuming, because he's mad that he's pepper sprayed and he's, you know what I mean, and starts to shoot my brother, which the other cop is there fighting him. Trying to, trying to, I understand the cop should be, is, is trying to stop the fight or stop my brother without harming him other than obviously fighting. Um, there's no reason to, to shoot to kill somebody. You should shoot him once or twice to stop it. But my brother was shot six to eight times. So there was, there, there's no reason for, no for you to, yeah, for you to shoot to kill somebody. You shoot to stop. Man, that's hard. And, and you said you haven't been able to receive like any type of media coverage. Nobody knows what's going on. No, not really. Um, a guy who 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 recorded it, he um, he got a little, a, a couple thousand views, but it was never. It's not. It, it's not enough. You know what I mean? It it won't be enough until there's justice for not only my brother but other victims. Man, you see stuff like what's happening with the um with the NFL and you see kind of where they're stopping people from nailing in this in exactly. situation. And and this people normally turn like a blind eye to this kind of stuff. If it that was a seven hit na- you know, national news and man, let me just be honest, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm extremely yeah. sorry to hear that, man. And and you're absolutely right. Something needs to be done. So we'll definitely do the best that we can to let people know. Thank you. I appreciate that. To, to let people know about it and and you mean know, to continue praying for you and your family that that that's horrible man you see what happened and there was another nba player just recently yeah the police uh, kind of surrounded and tased yeah sterling brown yeah and, yeah, and so in I that saw case, that whole whole video yeah it's, it's it's ridiculous that it just continues to go on and, and nobody's being nobody's getting in trouble for it nobody's going to jail and it's, it's just it's just happening in my eyes for no reason so in, in that case, in, in the case with your brother, nobody's nobody's in trouble. Nobody gets fired. Nothing happens. All I know is he got um, paid time off. He they 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 suspended him or whatever you want to call it, but he still got paid. And, and from my understanding, he might even already be back to work. Um, so he got a vacation, which, basically. Exactly. Mm. How are you, how are your family? How's your family fighting this? It's, it's my mom. She has a lawyer. She she's going through the through the process. He says it's going to take a while, um, which rightfully so. You should take your time with stuff like this. Um, but right now, it's just I think getting everything all together and like all the information and all the um, like I said, the autopsy and everything, and um, just just to go court, go to the court and, and try to find justice. Mm. Well, we'll definitely do everything that we can to, to, to push the, the message and let people know that stuff like this is still happening, even if they can't see it in the national news, even if they don't know, um, you know, these things are happening. This is why the stuff that's happening in the national news is happening. It's because yeah, exactly. there's stories like this every day that go unheard, unheard, exactly. unnoticed. People don't know that they're going on. And then they wonder why there's a big public outcry when something happens and, you know, everybody kind of knows about it it's because we see this happen all the time. Exactly. But there's never any justice. Never. And it's, it, and you know what I mean? It's, it's time, it's time to, to stop. Honestly, there's just no, no other way around it. Um, we've come too far from, from 
the old days to continue for it to continue to happen now. Man, well, I'm, I'm definitely sorry, and, and like I said, we'll we'll definitely push the word out, man. We'll definitely do that. Um, thank, thank you for you. sharing really your time with it. us. No problem. Thank you for sharing your time with us, and thank you very much for sharing your story. Uh, we'll be, you know, cheering for you on one end and, and praying for you and um, your family to support during this time. Okay, definitely. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity as well. Um, hope you oh, we thank day. you, man. We thank you. You too, brother. Of course. God bless you. You too.